Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 149. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you and talking about the New York Jets and their new life for the 2022 season. They're not done just yet. It felt like they were done after the Detroit loss. It felt like they were done after the Jaguars loss. And now the New York Jets with two games to go are still Somehow alive after it all. Before we hop into today's episode, a word from our sponsors. Hey, fellas, this episode of Just Jets is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below the waist grooming are leaving 2022 with brand new products preserve cologne and preserve body wash 2023 is the year to up your hygiene game and smell amazing and manscaped wants you or wants to help you do so with this special offer use my code jets 20 that is j-e-t-s two zero for 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com take the leap into the new year and join the seven million men who already trust manscaped pick yourself up something nice. All right, let's hop into today's episode, which I am calling Don't Let the Same Old Jets Scare You. I hate that expression, the same old Jets. They blew it. The same old Jets. No, don't let it scare you. I can't tell you how many times this week where I was going through the different scenarios that the New York Jets would need in order to make the playoffs. Uh, If you don't know, or haven't been following along, the New York Jets need to beat the Seattle Seahawks, and they need to beat the Miami Dolphins, and they need the New England Patriots to lose one more game. If all those things happen, then the New York Jets will be a playoff team in 2022. That's it. The New England Patriots play the Miami Dolphins this week, and then in Week 18, the the New England Patriots play the Buffalo Bills. Those are your scenarios. And everywhere I look and explain, oh, the the New York Jets just need this, this, and this to happen. I always get, don't get your hopes up. This team always kills you. I always get, this team's not going to beat this. uh, The the Seahawks, they're not going to beat Miami. Nothing ever breaks right. I'm going to sit here and cry. And to that, I say, why? Now, I get it. You've been through a, a... Terrible, terrible run if you are a, a New York Jets fan. I get it. They have the longest active playout drought, playoff drought in the sport. But has this team not overcome enough adversity to get you to say, all right, I feel like I trust Joe Douglas and I trust Robert Sala here to get this team right? Do I have to remind you every single thing that this team has dealt with this year? Everything. They've started three different quarterbacks. And they are sitting in a spot to be a playoff team. They lost their two best offensive players in Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. Brees Hall was on his way to being the offensive rookie of the year. That much of an impact player. And the Jets said, oh, by the way, you have someone who they took 10th overall who's going to fill in his shoes and go for over 1,000 receiving yards, break all kinds of Jets records for rookie receivers. And, and then, yeah, losing AVT stings. And the offensive line has been really banged up, and there's been a ton of injuries. And like I said, like you go back to the beginning. 
Makai Becton gets hurt early in training camp. Zach Wilson, who was going to be the starting quarterback for this team, and everyone thought, oh, year two leap for Zach Wilson. It didn't happen, but he also got hurt. You had to start a fossil in Joe Flacco for three games. Then they make they bring uh, Zach Wilson back. They go on that win streak. Then he stinks against New England twice. They bench him. They bring in Mike White, who's playing really good football. And okay, great. Mike White looks like he's going to get this team in order, and they're going to, you know, they're going to get back on track here. He gets hurt. He gets knocked out with broken ribs. Then they bring Zach Wilson back. He implodes in those two games, and they lose. Uh, back-to-back games. Now the losing streaks up to four games. And, oh, it looks like it's finally going to be over after the Detroit game. But you get some help. Oh, still alive. All right. Maybe again, maybe after Jacksonville. All right. Just got to beat Jacksonville. And you lose to Jacksonville. And then everyone, including myself, thought, all right, that's it. Season's toast. And literally almost everything breaks right for them the rest of Week 16. And now you're in a spot where if you take care of business and win your two games, you have a really, really damn good shot to make the playoffs. Yes, you need minimal help, but the New England Patriots are playing uh, two teams that they've already lost to this year. Uh, and yeah, maybe the Miami Dolphins losing to a tag of Iloa and having to start Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a little bit of an, of an issue for this team. Uh, but Teddy is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the sport. And with unless something really wonky happens, the Buffalo Bills will be playing for a one seed uh, so they, they, they are not going to be resting starters the final week of the year, but they're only being one by, you really have to fight hard for that number one spot. And more likely than not, the Buffalo bills are going to be doing that. So yeah, it stinks. You don't have the tiebreaker against uh, the New England Patriots. It would have been so much easier if you took one of those games, you wouldn't have been in one of these situations, but it is what it is. And now with Mike white coming back, it feels like there's some, you know, rejuvenation, at least in my opinion, they're going to have a hell of a lot better chance to move the football. If you asked me two months ago, three months ago, if that was going to be the case, I wouldn't have thought that. But a lot has changed. Zach Wilson did not take that step. In fact, after he got benched, he came back and was still having the same issues. They were not competitive against the Jacksonville Jaguars in that loss against one of the worst pass defenses in the entire sport. They were not competitive. Chris Strebler had to come in and they moved the ball better with Chris Strebler. At least with Mike White, you know that they're going to be competent on offense. And let's not forget the two teams remaining on the schedule. Seattle is in a free fall. They haven't looked good since they went to Germany and played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and lost that game. I know it's a, oh, Geno Smith and Pete Carroll revenge game. Well, what about the revenge game for Dwayne Brown? What about the DJ Reed revenge game? Those don't count the same. You're not allowed to count that, apparently. You got Tariq Woolen versus Sauce Gardner. There's so much fun that's going to go into this one. And still... With the extra additional life that you've been gifted. This has been a really fun season for these New York Jets. Has it gone great the whole time? No, it hasn't. But comparatively to what the expectation was for this team and what they've given you in years gone by, they have been significantly more competitive. The most competitive they've been in seven years. And it's still, ah, they're just going to lose anyway. They always find ways to lose. That's lazy. That's such a cop-out. And if that's how you really feel, go root for somebody else. What's the point? Why are you doing this? To sit there and go, ah, told you so. They're going to lose. 
Told you so. This guy sucks. Told you so. The GM sucks. Told you so. The coach doesn't know what he's doing. What's the fun in that? Why? Why? Why are you doing this? If you're a Jets fan, more most it's probably because it was been passed down, but you have to root for the underdog in, in, in some capacity, right? The little engine that could. Mike White's the little engine that could. Bam Knight's the little engine that could. This team in general is a little engine that could. They've overcome horrendous quarterback play, numerous, numerous injuries. Remember, this is the team that they said, oh, your wins don't count against your, uh, you know, when you went up against backup quarterbacks, despite the quarterback play that you got, despite losing your two best offensive players, Quinn and Williams missed time. Um, yeah, go right down the line with the injuries that they had. First round pick from 2020, Mekhi Becton missed the entire season for the second year in a row. He was supposed to be a starting tackle. AVT, who was on his way to stardom, is gone. Brees Hall, same deal. It's crazy. This has felt like the longest season and the shortest season all at the same time. The Elijah Moore trade request feels like a million, million years ago. But here you are with two games to go and a shot to make the playoffs, and yet you still have the the cynics going, ah, same old Jets. Do yourself a favor. If that's the mindset, don't watch. Don't watch, because you obviously don't care that much. You can check the score, and if you're right, great. Come to my comments, come to my Twitter mentions, whatever the hell you got to do, do it. But don't sit there and sweat it out with the rest of us if you're just going to say, ah, see, told you so, at the end, when if they lose. That's my take on it. Speaking of Mike White coming back, I am taking a look at his Mojo stock. Check out Mojo. They are the NFL version of a stock exchange. Mike White is up 13.35% this week. He is coming back onto the field. He also had a nice point swing from uh, the sports books. The Jets were slight favorites, and then Mike White was cleared in that. Or the Jets were slight underdogs, and now they are slight favorites after he was cleared. Uh, You could... Uh, get in on the Mike White stock. Go long on him if you wish uh, on Mojo. You can do that by hitting the link down below in the description. And without further ado, let's hop into those voicemails. First voicemail of the day, we're going to go out to Eric in Belgium, who was upset after the loss and had uh, some frustrations to vent with Zach Wilson. Hey, Matt, it's Eric from Belgium. I'm recalling you to leave you this message instead. I just Zach Wilson needs to go. He is god-awful taking those sacks. It took him 3.8 seconds to get rid of the ball. It took Lawrence 2.3 seconds. Um, missing Corey Davis before the halftime, the ball hitting the ground. I mean, he's just terrible. He's never going to be the guy. And I've been telling you this since the beginning of the season when I saw that. When I saw it with the Packer game where he threw the ball 15 times, I said, what the hell is this? He's never going to be the guy. I hope he heard the boos. I hope he heard the chanting for Strebler. I hope Joe Douglas heard it, and they know that he's a bust and that he sucks. He needs to go. I'm sorry. Like, this defense is tired. They've been on the field all – you can see it. They're tired. They're, they're punting the ball all the time. The time of possession in the first half was 21, 21.30 to 8 minutes and 30 seconds or something like that. That's just ridiculous, man. This kid can't even get first downs. Even his Strebler came in and moved the ball. He did. This is a dude who does not belong in the NFL throwing the ball. Maybe 
in packages running the ball, but come on. He even looked better than Zach Wilson. I mean, it's time to suck it up, Douglas, and know you picked the wrong guy at number two and uh, <laughs> call it, you know, call it a wash and uh, see what you got in white and see what your options are. In the, if you're not content with him, see what's up with Derek Carr or someone like that because this is just a joke. This guy, I don't want to see this kid ever start a game for the Jets again. He just cannot read the defense. Take some necessary sacks. I don't know where he's throwing the ball half the time. A big deal he's got a good arm. Big goddamn deal. That's about all he's got. A lot of guys got live arms. Jamarcus Russell had a cannon. Where is he now? Where's Ryan Leaf? Where's Jake Locker? He had a cannon too. This kid just blows. I I don't ever want to see him again. I mean, I spent 1999. It's 5 in the morning where I'm at. I stayed up for this crap, and I got to be up in three hours. Thanks, Wilson. You ruined our season, man. Now we need a miracle to make the playoffs. Thanks. Mike White wins the Patriots game, the Lions game, and probably this Jaguars game, hands down. Sorry, man. I cannot blame the defense here. No, they weren't of great course tonight. Not. I told you the team's missing a few things. The defense will get there. Offense is never going to go anywhere with this bum under center. Thank you, man. I'm sorry you had to waste your time going from Long Island to Jersey to watch this crap. Merry Christmas. Go Jets. Yeah, it's frustrating with uh, the level of play that we saw from Zach Wilson against the Jacksonville Jaguars and especially watching Trevor Lawrence on the other side. Uh, to the Jets' defense's credit, it was one of their worst worst games this year, and they still only allowed 19 points. Uh, so all things considered, Defense did its job. Offense clearly did not. That was a putrid effort from the offense, um, and it's frustrating with with Zach Wilson. It, it's really frustrating to see where this is uh, where this has led to, uh, and in the position where they are. Luckily, they did, as you mentioned, they they need a miracle, and they got it. They oh, pretty close to control their own destiny over the next two. Got to win these next two, and if you do that, you have a really, really, really good chance to make the playoffs. Um, and with Mike White back, I know I feel a lot more confident in the offense. I'm sure you do as well. Uh, and White was named the starter the rest of the season, uh, barring injury. And with Joe Flacco being the name, the backup, and Zach Wilson going to be a- inactive, don't think you're seeing Zach Wilson again in 2022. Uh, and you might not see him ever again in a New York Jets uniform. Let's go to John calling from Tennessee. He has some uh, he has some thoughts on the uh, 2023 New York Jets. Sorry, I had to queue up where his call was. All right, 2023 Jets, let's go. Hey, man, figure I'd give it one more try. Uh, thanks for the content, as always, and uh, I guess go Jets. Rough day. Um, this is John out of Tennessee, by the way, but rough day as a Jets fan. Brute. I think it's official. We can say that Zach Wilson more than likely – but more likely than not, it's not the guy. I don't want to see him for the rest of this year. I'm not saying we have to trade him in the offseason, but just tell him he needs to work on everything. Get him freaking someone that can get him to get rid of the ball quicker, see the field better, maybe try something with him next year, but definitely don't rely on him being your guy. It's just not, it's not been good. I mean, he single-handedly took us out of the playoffs. I mean, you take those two Patriot games, which were both majorly within reach, 
you think the Lions game that was mediocre by every standard, and yet some people acted like he played great, and you know definitely didn't win it for us for sure. And then you take this game, which was as bad as that second Patriots game in my mind did not work. Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm done with this season for sure, and probably for the future. I don't like his attitude. Don't like what we're seeing. I do like a lot of things that have come out this season. I'm really happy with this rookie class. I think the main thing that we can look forward to for the rest of these two games is try and get Garrett Wilson the ball. Let's try and get the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. That way we can just hold our hat on that. If we've got good building blocks for the future, we can maybe attract a really good free agent or two with Garrett Wilson being their target as a quarterback. We'll get Brees Hall back. That'll be great. We can hopefully build a couple of the offensive line to be more solid. Don't know what the hell happened to Lincoln Donaldson. But hopefully we can build on uh, some good things from this season. We've got the GM. I 100% believe that. I don't care that he missed on that. He was picking traits that could have easily translated, but unfortunately we just haven't. And so uh, I trust that he can find someone. I'm... Pretty high on Salah, but I definitely not like how he's handled certain things since the bye week. And then Michael Floor is the one I have the most questions on for sure. Hopefully uh, he can turn around, but I just don't like how he's developed Zach at all. I mean, I put some of that on him. He just has never developed an offense that works for him. So, disappointment, but hopefully we've got things that we can look forward to for the next. As always, yeah, you absolutely do have things you could look forward to down the future. And luckily, we can, you know, again, uh, <clears throat> now this was on Thursday night and I had the same uh, reaction that you guys did. So I'm not throwing you guys under the bus because I was right there with you. Just adding that, you know, now you have that second chance or maybe it's even a third chance uh, at potentially being a playoff team. Uh, but even just going forward, the building block pieces that are here. There's talent at the skill positions, which is something that the Jets have not had in a really long outside of 2015, which was three veterans in uh, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, and Chris Ivory. And Ivory didn't come back after 2015. And Eric Decker got hurt like immediately in the 2016 season. And Brandon Marshall was busy fighting with Sheldon Richardson in 2016. So that was not something that could sustain success where Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore in their first and second year, that is can be successful. And Brees Hall coming back next year. And you have Michael Carter and Bam Knight to round out a running back room. That is one of the better young running back rooms in the league. Uh, and there is a lot to be excited about. There's work to be done. You need a quarterback, obviously. You need to improve the offensive line. Defensively, can use help at linebacker and safety. But how could you not be excited about this team going forward? And hell, just get into the playoffs. You're not asking a lot. Get in. And if you lose to Kansas City, you lose to Buffalo in the first round, would that would I be upset in the moment? Of course. But would that be a massive win and a massive step in the right direction for this team after being uh, pretty much abysmal outside of one season over the last 12 years? Yeah. that I would say yes. Absolutely. So... John, I'm with you. Thank you for that one. We're going to go to Liam calling from Staten Island. He's thankful. He wants to talk about some things that he's thankful for. Hey, Matt. Liam from Staten Island. 
I just got home from the game, Oof. and normally I would be very unhappy at this moment. I would be making a very unhappy phone call. Understood. I'd be complaining about things. Uh, there's, there's almost too much to complain about. And so this week I think I'm going to change it up a little bit. And instead, we got Christmas coming up this week. I want to be a little bit grateful, a little thankful. And so I want to say thank you first to Matt O'Leary, to you for being so great to us fans this whole year and years now. I've been watching you for about three seasons, and I know thank you've been you. doing it longer. So I'm so thankful for you for making all these amazing videos. Just I love all the work you put into it, man. Thank you so much. Second of all, I want to say thank you to the Matt O'Leary fans out there, because without the fans, there wouldn't be a Matt O'Leary every week. So I want to say thank you to everyone that listens every week, that checks in every video every day. I know I'm one of them, and I know there's many more. There's 15,000 of you out there, and hopefully many more soon. So I want to say thank you to you. And third of all, I want to say thank you to the New York Jets. As much stress as you've given me this year, you've given me a lot of happiness. You've brought a lot of great memories this year. There's some great moments. And I'm really happy that for a couple of weeks this year, I was very excited about the Jets, which I can't say I've been in a long time. So to wrap it all up, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Feliz Navidad, Merry Kwanzaa, all those things to all the fans out there and to you, Matt. Thank you so much. This has been a fun year. Even though it's been rough, it's been fun. So thank you all. Merry Christmas. And J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I love it. Thank you so much for the kind words. We could really use... Um, some more of that uh, in this world. And we'll get into that in a little bit in, in a call down the line here. But too many times um, on, on social media, uh, you get the negative and the negative outweighs the positive. And no matter how many positive um, reactions or comments or what that you might get, the, the negatives tend to uh, stick with you. And it's, those are the ones that you think about uh, and those are the ones that, you know, unfortunately, when you when you let your mind wander, they, they get in your head as as it's easy to just sit there and say, oh, you know, block all that stuff out, uh, ignore it and just keep doing what you're doing. But um, it's not always easy. And again, we'll get into why I'm talking about that in, in a few calls from now. I'll go into that a little bit more, but just wanted to uh, thank Liam. That really means a lot. Um, I know I say that. You know, any anytime I get a, a call that is complimentary, I, that's <clears throat> that's that's what I say, and I, I don't want it to, you know, just be something that you guys think that I gloss over. It, it really means a lot to me that I get to do this every single day, and I wouldn't be able to do it without you listening to me do this. Uh, it really, I when I started the channel four ish years ago, uh, I was doing it because I recently graduated college. Uh, I did a radio, a college radio show, and I wanted a way to continue to put out content. And I started talking about all New York sports because, you know, I went to college on Long Island uh, where I grew up and, you know, that I covered uh, my show covered all New York sports. So I said, OK, I'll do a continuation of that. And then for whatever reason, I noticed that the Jets videos were getting a little bit more traction. So eventually we we switched to just. Uh, covering the Jets, and it's been just an absolutely wild, wild ride. Um, I really just started this to continue to get my reps in to maybe one day get that opportunity to uh, get hired by uh, somewhere to talk sports. But instead, I, this year in 2022, I was able to make the jump and make this pretty much my full-time thing. 
and it was a it was a big gamble on myself. Uh, and you know, some days are easier than others, but I know in my heart of hearts that I made the right decision. Um, and I truly am blessed to wake up every single day and know that I get to do this and talk to you guys and make content. Uh, and try to do my absolute best for Jets fans. Uh, I, I know that my style isn't for everyone. I'm never going to claim to be someone that uh, I'm not. I'm going to try to be as you know unbiased as as possible when talking about this team and really trying to call it how I see it. Uh, I'll never be a beat writer. I won't have the the sources of of the beat, and I don't want that because I don't want to give up my fandom. Um, and I feel really lucky that I didn't have to and that I was able to find this niche. So Liam, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And here's to a big year in 2023 for not only the New York Jets, but for this channel. And that's good for everyone involved. So I just wanted to say I appreciate you, Liam, and I appreciate all you guys. Let's go to Constantine from Florida. He wants to talk about the constant carousel that is the quarterback of the New York Jets. Hey, Maddie, Constantine from Florida. What's up, brother? Listen, man. Last night, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt like I was watching a funeral. I really did. I felt like I was watching the last game of Zach Wilson's career as a New York Jet. Rest in peace, Zach. And in memorandum of you, I went ahead and took your jersey, and I put it out on a tow-away sign in the parking lot of the restaurant right across the street from where I live. Oh no! So if anybody in Florida is on 19 in Coachman, right there by the Mexican restaurant, there's a Zach Wilson hanging on there just for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's the time of giving. I'm giving away my Zach Wilson jersey. Wow. Rest in peace, Zach. Now, back to the Jets. Didn't look like they even wanted to be on the field with him. Nope. Game starts off. Turnover, we're in prime position to get a touchdown, really set a tone for the game. And what do we do? Three out, kick a field goal, done deal. After that, nothing at all from the offense. No spark, no big play, no enthusiasm, none. It's like the running game is dead when he's at quarterback. Now, fast forward to when Chris Trevler comes in, and, I mean, I don't know. Did you watch the same game I did? Chris Trevler moved the ball up. Chris Trevler ran for the ball himself. I mean, he gave an effort, and he's practically on a practice squad. Why does Sala continue to try to sell us Zach Wilson when – the bottom line is, look at what Brock Purdy's doing for the San Francisco 49ers. When the season started, Brock Purdy did probably didn't even think he was even going to see a snap. And this guy's going to lead the team pretty much into the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe even a Super Bowl. So you know what? It's time to just move on. As I stated last week, we need a veteran quarterback. Now, who that veteran quarterback is, I'm not sure. But we need a veteran. We need someone who's going to move this team forward. Our defense is still world-class. I don't care what anybody says, but when you have an offense that can't generate but three points and you're in a must-win situation, because let's face it, it was. It was. The defense doesn't want to go out there in that weather and do what? 
And do what? For who? There's no, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no return on, 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 on the buy. So let's just move on. I'm. I got cut off, but the point ring reigns true. It, it's, they were just not, they were not competitive, Constantine. They, they were, they weren't competitive. It was, it was embarrassing. It was genuinely embarrassing. And it was on a national stage. Yeah, it's Thursday night football, and that's not the same as Sunday night or thir- or Monday night football, but there, it's a standalone game. And that's the effort? They looked like they didn't want to be there. That is a great... I could not have said it any better myself. It looked like they had no interest. They were going through the motions. And... You know what? I've given Robert Sal a lot of credit. I think he's been a lot better this year. I I think he went too long with Zach. He, he should have pulled uh, and went to Strevler at the half. Because Flacco, I mean, fl- people were saying, oh, Flacco's there. Why not use Flacco? He is so cooked, it's not even funny. If you just look at him on the sidelines, he looks like he would rather be anywhere else but playing quarterback for the New York Jets. He is done. Please don't re-sign him. Let him retire. Sign his one-day contract with the Baltimore Ravens. NFL, Super Bowl. Did he win an MVP? I almost said Super Bowl MVP. I don't remember if he was the MVP or not in 2012. Forgive me. Uh, But he won a Super Bowl. Ton of playoff victories. Great career for Joe Flacco. Good NFL quarterback. Not, Not elite, but a good player. Um yeah, it's just um, <laughs> they they could have went to Strevler earlier and didn't, and I think that is a fair criticism. And I don't know what Zach Wilson's going to do. I don't know, but I am just thankful that Mike White is back because he at least gives some life into this offense. Is he the answer long term for the Jets at the quarterback position? I don't know, and I don't know if you're going to find that over the find that out over the next couple of weeks, but. He gives you a hell of a lot better shot to win. And right now, all I care about is ending the playoff drought. Let's do it. Let's go to Derek from Montana. Hey, Matt O'Leary. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope the Jets do better next year. This is Derek from Montana. Been a fan since 1965. I'm 62. They've been out of the Super Bowl since 68. Maybe they'll win again. Go Jets! Woo! Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas to you. Hope you and your family had a great one uh, and a happy new year. Thank you for checking in. Love hearing from you guys uh, and love the positivity that you sent. Next one, I don't have a name on this one, um, but I'm going to play it because it's it's a good call. Geno Smith and the New York Jets. All right, let's do it. What's up, Matt? Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all the viewers. Like and subscribe as always is necessary for Matt to make lots of money. And we want Matt to make lots of money. Listen, um, the fact of the matter here is that this next week that's coming on, actually at two points, this next week that's coming on, we're dealing with Seattle. And Seattle is not a team to be reckoned with. Um. Geno Smith, ironically, an ex-Jet, um, is looking at least pretty good. And this team is, is hungry. They want to make the playoffs, just as we want to as well. We still have playoffs on the table as Jets fans, so we have to be very, 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 very careful 
with every move that comes in here. Obviously, we don't have decisions on the team, but the way that I look at it is this. This is not an easy win. This is this is not a hard win. It's not an easy win. Hopefully, Mike White's back, but depending on who is at the quarterback position, we ought to be very gung-ho as Jets fans to say, all right, you know what? We screwed up, or at least the Jets screwed up uh, against uh, the Jaguars. They screwed up against the Lions. So it's time for a W. It's very much time for a W. Um, I don't want anybody to sit here and say that the Seattle Seahawks are a a bad team considering they're in the hunt and we're in the hunt. We're basically in the same position, even if, you know, we're putting bad position. So I think that this is the biggest time to be, you know, uh, proactive in your support of the Jets. The other point I want to make is uh, about the stupid toxicity stuff. Like, just stop doing that, guys. Don't don't message Zach Wilson's mom. Just just don't do that. Zach Wilson didn't. Zach Wilson's mom did not make you go and lose three games, two games, whatever. Uh, it, it's not her fault. <laughs> and also, uh, I, I really want to say I really like uh, I really like Joe Douglas's comment. I could break you like a pretzel. Um, I'm gonna start using that in my daily life. Yeah, personally. But anyway, Merry Christmas, guys. Hey, like and subscribe. I already said that before, but I love y'all. Jets fans, let's go. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Thank you so much for checking in. So uh, a couple things. You're right. Geno Smith has played good football this year, and uh, Seattle is in a spot that no one thought they'd be. Seattle's 7-8. and eight. They started out hot. They've really cooled off, which I think is why um, I'm confident going into this one. I'm not saying they're they are by no means a pushover team, and Seattle is a tough place to play. Uh, they've just lost. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five of their last six games. Their one win coming against uh, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Rams were starting John Wolford in that game. Woof. Uh, he did not play good football, uh, and he is not a good quarterback. But they have really cooled off, and their defense just really isn't that good, um, which is, again, part of the reason why I think this is a good matchup for uh, the, the Jets. Rushing yards allowed, second worst in the league, um, and rushing touchdowns allowed is fourth worst in the league. As for the Zach Wilson's mom stuff, now this is what I was talking about or hinting at earlier on in the show. If you are someone who personally will send hate messages to someone's... I want, actually, let's walk that back a step further even. If you send hate messages to a player, that is so unbelievably low of you to do. I think very low of you as a person if you are sending nasty messages in the dms or mentions or comments or whatever of a player now that's not to say that you can't be critical you can there is a reason if you say hey i don't think zach wilson's playing good football right now or zach wilson's has been playing very good but if you are sending direct messages to these players and saying all these hateful things that is just a bad look on you And then to take that a step further 
and the to send messages to a player's family member about that player is 10 times worse. That is gross. And the two could be separated. Someone's play on the field doesn't mean that you have to go and find their relative and send them a nasty message. By the way, I was able some of the messages that were sent to or some of the things that were said to Zach Wilson were relayed to me. And they were pretty horrifying. And as I tweeted out earlier in the week, I don't want to uh, say what they were or who I got them from just out of privacy for them. Because again, the, the families should not be involved, but you have no idea what these people get on a day-to-day basis to give you like even, I don't even want to compare it necessarily because it's so, so different and it's such on a micro micro scale, but someone at my size on social media gets comments that are insane but I could only imagine if you amplify that by what? How many followers does Zach Wilson have on social media? A million? So, or anyone on social media who has uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of followers compared to someone like uh, me who maybe has, you know, a couple thousand, 15,000, 50,000 all combined. Or someone who has a couple hundred, like a regular Joe Schmo, a couple hundred followers who never has to deal with any of that stuff. You have no idea what it's like. And it's just, that is truly awful. And again, if you are someone who is sending the messages, you are the part of the problem. And you are the reason why this fan base gets a bad name. I, it, as I said in the video earlier in the week, I, I wish that Zach Wilson's mom just didn't say anything. But at the same time, I can't blame her for saying it. Not all Jet fans are toxic, but the, the, the vocal minority ruin it for everybody else. And that's the point that I think we have to hit on. Just be better humans. It's that simple. If you can't separate the human side and the the football and the sport and the athlete side, there is something really, really wrong with you. Um, and by the pretzel comment was, uh, by the way, if you missed it, Ryan from Jets Talk 24-7 did a video on it. Uh, there was someone on Jets Nation who was who waited after the game and was screaming at Joe Douglas outside of the game. And supposedly Joe Douglas went on, went up to him and said he'd break him like a pretzel. If you're going to open your mouth, you better be ready for what's coming. So just can we be better people, please? Be kind, not just around the holiday season, not just at the start of the new year for a New Year's resolution. It doesn't, it really doesn't take a whole lot. Vinny from Peak Skills up next. He wants to talk about the Jets' playoff chances. Hey, Matt. It's uh, Vinny from Peak Skills calling. Before I begin, I just want to say, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Años, Felicidad. Uh, you know the first half means Merry Christmas, and the second half means Merry New Year, basically be a happy and prosperous one. There you go. Love but it. that's enough of that. So, man, did we get a Christmas miracle for the Jets. Every team we needed to lose, loses, and Mike White comes back at a key situation. It was great. Obviously, we already know the Jets' playoff scenario is simple. Win both games, get into the playoffs, and the Patriots lose. And our, we couldn't be getting these opponents at a better time. Both the Dolphins and the Seahawks 
have fallen off. They've stumbled off. The Jets are getting the Seahawks. They got to go on the road, but they're going to have. But they had ten days of rest, so they should be all ready to go up there, go up to Seattle, and then, like I said, then they got Miami, who's pretty much completely prolapsed, even worse than Seattle. And then for the one New England loss, you look at the Bill. Probably it's going to. I'm going to say I don't think it's going to be Miami. Might because they're prob they're going to have to go up to Foxborough. And if I were to check the weather for uh, that area, let's see. Probably not going to be on the fly here. I can tell you the weather for Sunday is going to be not good. <laughs> but enough of that. Okay. We're here to talk about <laughs> so, like I said, probably going to be Buffalo because I just don't see. Buffalo resting their starters because they need to win out to get the one seed. So I like our odds here. I'm confident. I'm back in the. I'm back in excitement mode. Let's go Jets. Win out and we get in. That's all. There you go. It's supposed to be rainy and in the 40s to low 50s on Sunday. So maybe not terrible, but yeah. It's pretty straightforward, right, V-Man? And, and you called it. I, I think it would not shock me at all if uh, the Patriots beat the Miami Dolphins uh, this upcoming week, especially with uh, Tua out and with Teddy Bridgewater starting. Obviously, you got to root like hell for the Miami Dolphins to pull it off, but you got to like Buffalo uh, still more than likely still having a play for something in the final week of the year. Uh, they're chasing Kansas City for the number one seed, so... Uh, it's it's still on the table. Uh, I think there's still a really good chance, as you said. Let's go. Who's next? Jake from Jersey. Okay, Jake, let's do it. Hey, what's up, Matt? Jake from Jersey. Just got a, I guess it would be a quick question about the Jags game. I know that Bryce Huff, I saw um, something on Twitter where he only plays like six snaps or something. Is he really that bad against the run where he can only play six snaps a game? I mean, it didn't seem like our D-line was doing that much. I mean, he wouldn't have that great sack, but I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I mean, I feel like, you know, it sucks, but, like, Lawson's clearly not the same player after his Achilles injury. I and mean, maybe he will be next year. Who knows if he's even on the team. But um, anyway, I'm just curious. You don't think – do you think that Bryce Huff could take Lawson's spot? And do you think he – Get such a low snap count because he's really that bad against the run. I just can't see it. Uh, let me know what you think, man. Uh, as always, go Jets. And let's see Mike White on uh, Sunday here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think Bryce Huff is so criminally underrated. I I like Carl Lawson, so I would be more on team restructure uh, with him. And I think, but that's not to say that Bryce Huff's snap count shouldn't go up. I, I am team uh, move JFM inside more uh, and have Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson uh, rotating along with Michael Clemens and Carl Lawson. I think there's no re- that, that's a deep defensive line. Even if Carl Lawson's not the same guy he was in 2020, I still think he is a solid pass rusher. Is he great? Probably not at this point, not this year. Maybe he gets back to that point, uh, but he's solid. And if he restructures, I think there's. Uh, it's worthwhile to keep him uh, around, but there, uh, Bryce Huff only playing six snaps is criminal. He is too good of a player. He is too impactful of a guy to keep off the field that much. Again, I'm not saying he's an 80% of the snap player, 
but it's got to go up. There is, again, there is no reason for his snap count to be uh, that low. Uh, I'll pull it up right now, what his numbers were for the New York Jets this past week. Uh, Bryce Huff played 8%, 8% of snaps. Before that, it was 28, 22, 25, 16, 21. Eight is the lowest percentage of snaps that he's played and again, after being, and he was healthy scratched the first three games of the year. This guy was a healthy scratch. It didn't make any sense. Why? I don't know. He's got to play. He's got to be a bigger part of this team next year. He is too good to keep out. Let's close this out. Oh boy. Here we go. Close it out with Tyler from Long Island. Let's do it. Hey, Matt, this is Tyler calling from Long Island. Just had a couple different questions for you. First, how do you feel about New England controlling their own destiny again, despite what anybody has to say about them controlling their own destiny? Two wins away from the playoffs. You know, they have to beat uh, an injury-riddled ice-cold Miami team, which they will do for sure. And then they, uh, they're they going to go to Buffalo and upset Buffalo in what's going to be the heist of the century to get them in the playoffs. So just what are you? what's your opinion about that? Um, are you excited for the playoff run that's coming up in New England? And then my second question for you this week is Bill O'Brien coming back home, going back up north with Bill Belichick. What do you think the chances are? Does that scare you? Um, are you afraid that Matt Jones and the offense is going to probably set the world on fire with an offensive coordinator like that? You know, just kind of get everything back in the groove. And then uh, New England probably goes back to where they always have been. So just, you know, just your uh, your opinion on those two things for me. And then just want to wish you a happy and healthy new year. You're a, uh, you're one of my favorite Jets content creators. You're, the, you're one of the best. You're the best. And, um, you know, your editor seems like a really nice guy. He's got a great personality. I know he's a Pat fan. It's infuriating to a lot of people. But just, you know, give him a heads up for me. He's a hardworking kid. He's a, he's a nice guy. And uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Every click goes a long way. It's appreciated. And um, let's go pack Foxborough forever, baby. <laughs> I'm surprised it took him this long to finally call in. Tyler, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, yes, he has been helping me with the editing uh, and uh, the clips on the Matt O'Leary and Y Extra channel. So if you're not subbed up there, please make sure to. Uh, you get clips from this show. Uh, the Jet Report, uh, all different kinds of stuff, all different kinds of content heading up over there. He helps me out with the voicemails every week. Um, and yeah, it's uh, the more you click, the more money that goes in his pocket too, which maybe you don't want to do that. So actually, for like this video, uh, and for every like the video gets, I will take a dollar out of Tyler's paycheck. How about that? We'll do that instead. Um, by the way, to go off of this, uh, it... it do you want Bill O'Brien back if you're New England? Here's what he did in his time in New England. He had one year as the offensive coordinator in 2011. For the record in 2011, the, the Patriots offense was fantastic. Like, let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, but you had Tom Brady. I don't know how much effort or how much of a difference he really met meant that year when you have Tom Brady uh, and then you are throwing to Wes Welker in his prime, Rob Gronkowski coming into his own, and the other tight end who was very, very good before off-the-field things happened with him. Beyond that, he was 
an offensive assistant in 2007, which is the best offense in, fo- in football, uh, essentially holding a clipboard. He was the wide receiver coach in 2008. The Patriots wide receiver room in 2008, by the way, is for those who maybe don't remember at home, that wide receiver room was, please hold, Wes Welker, Randy Moss, Jabbar Gaffney. Those were their big three receivers. Uh, and then in 2009, 2010, he was the quarterback coach for the best quarterback of all time. Tyler, I think you probably could have held the clipboard and been an offensive assistant to the best offense in football in 2007. The best, one of the best wide receiver rooms uh, with Wes Welker and Randy Moss in 2008 and with the best quarterback of all time in 2009 and 2010. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to be the savior of Mac Jones, but uh, listen, I think they have a good chance to win this game against the uh, Miami Dolphins. I hope they don't. Um, I don't think they are beating the Buffalo Bills. Especially If the Bills have something to play for, I don't think they're beating them. If the Bills rest their starters, maybe that's a different story. Because, uh, well, the last time these two teams played, uh, earlier this year, it, it wasn't it wasn't good. Uh, it, it didn't look too pretty. Uh, you had, it was a what, a 24-10 victory. Uh, and in that game, what did Mac Jones do in that game? I, if I remember correctly, I don't think it was a particularly great Mac day. 22 of 36, 195 yards, one touchdown, a sack, uh, and a fumble. But if you want to go back to the last time they played up in Buffalo, which would be January of 2022, January 15th, if we want to be exact, 47-17 uh, was the final that day. Um, Mac Jones had two picks, two touchdowns, 232 yards on 38 attempts, 24 to 38. So let's go Miami Dolphins. F the Pats. Let's go. Jets are getting back into the playoffs. We'll take care of business. Win the next two. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe. Follow along with me on social media at Matt O'Leary NY. Just Jets is also on Twitter and Instagram as well. So follow along there. Subscribe if you're on YouTube or if you're in podcast form, leave a review, like, Share all that stuff really matters. You know, interacting and helping with the algorithm is all good things. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time.